0: Taiwan reported 16 new local COVID cases on Wednesday, all of them in Taipei, New Taipei and Taoyuan. Six of the cases were detected while in isolation.
1: The health minister also reported five COVID-related deaths. He also said he'll soon announce guidelines for the lowering of Taiwan's Level 3 COVID alert. As for Taiwan's vaccination drive, more than five and a half million people have received at least one dose so far, reaching a vaccine coverage of 23 percent. Taiwan is now on track to reach the goal of 25 percent vaccine coverage before the end of the month. COVID cases are getting younger, and doctors say it's partly due to pandemic fatigue. According to data released Tuesday, adults aged 20 to 39 accounted for 43 percent of all local cases detected last week, up from just 15 percent at the start of the domestic outbreak.
0: One physician says it's because young adults have grown tired of living with the pandemic and are venturing outside more than most. Another factor is the low inoculation rate among younger adults who are low on the priority list for vaccines.
2: Taiwan has finally brought its COVID epidemic to heel, drastically slowing the spread of the virus. But with the partial easing of restrictions last week, crowds are surging back at local attractions and facilities like gyms are reopening. Although the daily case counts have gone down, the proportion of young adults has increased.
3: (laughs) The cluster infections from the last two weeks have primarily been family clusters. The age of confirmed cases is going down. Local governments have been asked to promote key COVID guidelines among younger people and to strengthen safeguards against community transmission.
2: The health minister said the ratio of young cases is on the rise. In the first week of the domestic outbreak, 15 percent of total cases were between 20 and 39 years old. Last week, young adults accounted for 43 percent of the total.
3: Initially, the outbreak in Taiwan was shaped by geography. Venues in Wanhua are frequented by an older clientele, so there was a lower rate of infection among younger adults at the beginning. Then the virus entered the community. Young people are more active in the community, and so their infection rate increased.
2: Experts weighed in on why cases are trending younger. With summer vacation and pandemic fatigue in full swing, young adults are venturing out more than before, raising their risk of exposure. There's also the matter of the vaccination rate, which is more than 60 percent for adults between 65 and 74, and more than 65 percent for adults 75 and older. Meanwhile, most young adults are still waiting their turn.
3: Among everybody 65 and older, the vaccination rate is about 70 percent. It's not very high yet, not yet above 90 percent. If young people become infected and come into contact with older relatives at home, they could pass on the virus. Doctors
2: say Taiwan's epidemic is easing, and the level 3 alert is likely to be lifted on July 26. But they urged the public to stay vigilant against the virus to prevent a devastating resurgence.
0: Taiwan plans to open a diplomatic mission in Lithuania this year called the Taiwanese Representative Office in Lithuania. Weighing
1: in on the name, KMT lawmaker Charles Chen said that calling it a Taiwanese office is not the same as calling it a Taiwan office. He said that the office's name carries less diplomatic significance than Taiwan's office in Somaliland, which is called the Taiwan Representative Office. But on Thursday,
0: a former diplomat disagreed, arguing that the new office name is a diplomatic breakthrough.
3: I disagree with lawmaker Charles Chen. At our representative offices in the UK and in Ireland, the T and TRO stands for Taipei, the name of a city. So we're going from using the name of a city to the name of a country. Even though the name of the country appears in an adjective, I think it is still a positive change.
0: The former diplomat believes the name of the new office was carefully designed to include the word Taiwan, but not trigger an outcry from Beijing. He said that the new office opens according to plan it could set a valuable precedent for future Taiwan offices. The 2021 Taiwan Expo in Vietnam launched virtually on Wednesday. The three-day event Features 195 Taiwanese companies, and its online interface lets exhibitors easily network with potential buyers in Vietnam.
1: Organizers estimate the show will generate more than 30 million U.S. dollars in business opportunities for Taiwanese products. Hello, everyone. I am James. And welcome to Taiwan Expo. It's
2: Taitra Chairman James Huang, dressed as a courier. Then he's strolling into a room, presenting Taiwanese products. Amid the pandemic, the Taiwan Expo in Vietnam has gone online once again for its 2021 edition. Inside the virtual exhibition hall, vendors can directly chat with visitors.
0: (laughs) With COVID still
2: sweeping the globe, the online Taiwan Expo in Vietnam has four innovative features. For example, exhibitors can hand out business cards to potential buyers. Vendors can obtain browsing data on the people that visited their stands. And organizers can customize online settings to match up vendors and buyers.
3: Last year, the virtual 2020 Taiwan Expo in Vietnam created more than 27 million U.S. dollars in business opportunities. We expect that this year's business opportunities can exceed 30 million U.S. dollars.
2: During the three-day online show, 195 Taiwanese vendors will showcase their latest innovations, even with the pandemic underway.
3: If the epidemic in Taiwan can be contained effectively in the second half of the year, we hope that physical exhibitions and events can be held again. Over this period, we can look at how other large-scale physical events have been held around the world, and what kind of public health measures they adopted. We can carry out a detailed analysis of all those aspects.
2: The online convention lets sellers get in touch with new buyers straight from their factory or office. Through these virtual events, Taiwan businesses
1: are staying connected to the world. Hong Kong's public broadcaster Radio Television Hong Kong has warned its staff not to refer to Taiwan as a country. An internal memo tells reporters to exercise, quote, a high degree
0: of caution when reporting on Taiwan. It says Tsai Ing-wen should be referred to as a leader and not a president and terms like country and the ROC are to be avoided.
1: Taiwan lawmakers say the memo reflects the fact that Hong Kong has lost the autonomy promised by China under the one country, two systems framework.
3: Speaking at the centenary celebrations of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping touched on issues pertaining to Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan. He said China would thoroughly implement one country, two systems, adding that Hong Kongers would govern Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy. Meanwhile, he said Beijing would adhere to the 1992 consensus and defeat any attempt at Taiwan independence.
2: On the CCP's anniversary on July 1st, Hong Kong media gave wide coverage to Xi Jinping's speech, noting that he spoke of Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan in the same breath as he called for adherence to the one-China principle. According to a recent report, Hong Kong's public broadcaster has sent a memo to staff instructing them to be careful with their language, avoiding anything that might suggest that Taiwan is a sovereign state. For instance, President Tsai Ing-wen was to be referred to as the leader of the Taiwan area. Terms such as national, the ROC, or executive yuan were to be rephrased to indicate a status as local administrative agencies.
3: It once again goes to show that one country two systems is dead in Hong Kong Words such as Republic of China or National are seen as infringing on China's one China principle Previously there weren't any restrictions on using these terms Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen gave a speech via teleconference at the Copenhagen Democracy Summit.
2: Even last year, Hong Kong media outlets were still referring to Tsai as the president of Taiwan. Now, such terms are likely to become exceptions to the rule. Reports say the new Taiwan guidelines at Radio Television Hong Kong are in response to complaints filed against a reporter who had previously referred to Tsai as Taiwan's president. Presumably to guard against further complaints, reporters are being asked to exercise a high level of caution when it comes to Taiwan.
3: Whether we're talking freedom of the press or freedom of speech, Hong Kong is being further restricted. We want to express our sympathy and empathy for the Hong Kong people. We also have a message for the Beijing authorities. Such an approach will completely erase any market for the one country, two systems framework that's ever existed globally or across the Strait. As Taiwan considers its future, it is useful to look at Hong Kong's presence.
2: On the CCP's anniversary on July 1st, all Hong Kong newspapers had carried warm congratulations for Beijing. Today, the vast majority of Hong Kong media have become a mouthpiece for the state. China's crackdown on Hong Kong media testifies once again that one country, two systems is dead.
1: The Ji Foundation, a major Buddhist organization based in Hualien, has signed a deal to buy 5 million doses of the Pfizer COVID vaccine. The doses will be donated to Taiwan's government for distribution.
0: Cixi said the deal was reached with the German manufacturer's Chinese sales agent, the same way that TSMC and Hai bought 10 million Pfizer doses last month. Let's hear from the executive Yuan.
1: Suji
3: Foundation, the donating party, prepared the legal documents around 8 o'clock this morning and submitted them for review by the donation recipient, the Centers for Disease Control of the Ministry of Health and Welfare. Our colleagues immediately carried out the relevant administrative processes. After 10 a.m., CDC Director General Joe signed the agreement to finalise the process. The Tsuji Foundation, TSMC, and Honhai with the Yongling Foundation will each donate 5 million vaccine doses. That makes for a total of 15 million Pfizer vaccine doses. The CDC will then file a joint EUA application to the FDA. The three donors, TSMC, Hai with Yongling Foundation and the Tzuji Foundation, have demonstrated their public spirit and selflessness. The government would like to once again express its gratitude and admiration. The government will continue working together with private enterprises so that the vaccines are delivered smoothly and administered to the people, and reach our goal of protecting the health of all our citizens.
0: With the latest donation from the Buddhist group, Taiwan now expects to receive a total of 15 million Pfizer vaccines. The government says that Taiwan's Pfizer vaccine rollout will include minors aged 12 and older. National Taiwan University Hospital has printed a limited edition range of stickers to encourage people to take up the COVID vaccine. The most loved design features cartoon animals representing countries that have supported Taiwan with vaccines.
1: The designs have won hearts across Taiwan and beyond. They're in such demand that the hospital says it might end up printing a second set.
2: To make the vaccine more fun, NTU Hospital has designed these I-got-the-shot stickers. Their sweet designs went down a treat with these freshly inoculated visitors.
3: On the sticker are countries that donated vaccines to Taiwan, so I think it's got some meaning. I really want to take extra stickers, but I'm afraid then people later won't get one, so I'll just take one.
2: On this design, four cute animals represent their countries. The white stork is Lithuania, the Formosan black bear Taiwan, the Shiba Inu Japan, and the bald eagle America. Above them all, a parachute. The sticker thanks Japan, the U.S. and Lithuania for coming to Taiwan's aid. The first edition of the stickers is just 5,000 pieces. A German journalist based in Taiwan shared the stickers on Twitter, joking that he had an idea for a villain for the next design, and he posted a photo of a German bear, quipping, "Sorry, Germany, you missed your shot. Next season, maybe." And to you, hospital administrators, never dreamed their stickers would get so much attention.
0: It's a big, uh,
3: They came from an NTU ophthalmologist. He opened his own clinic after training, and he's very proactive. On his tablet, he started drawing some elements. I see some people are begging to take extra stickers to give to their friends or to send to friends abroad.
2: The hospital confirms that if more countries donate vaccines to Taiwan, their representative animals have a shot of getting on the next batch of stickers. And with that in mind, let's expect a flurry of offers to rush in soon.
1: The wedding industry is kicking into high gear with the partial lifting of COVID rules.
0: Wedding dress photography studios have suffered particularly under level 3 restrictions. We were introduced to one bride-to-be and her studio who are scrambling to get their shoot underway now that there's a chance.
2: The bride-to-be considers dresses of every color. She's been waiting for this moment a long time.
3: My original photo shoot was scheduled for around May, that was when the level 3 alert began. The wedding was postponed many times, now there's a partial lifting of restrictions so I booked a new photo shoot as soon as I could to make it in time for the wedding.
2: The level three restrictions have been a big blow to the wedding industry. This wedding studio has a considerable online following. Over level three, hundreds of couples had to postpone or cancel shoots. Now at last, rules are relaxing and it's time to get serious about COVID safe photography.
3: During the shoot we also have to protect our employees, so everyone does a rapid test at home first, including the couple and all the staff on site. Then we also have to fill out the health declaration from the economics ministry.
2: The photographer checks through the files. The day before the shoot, everyone uploads the result of their test in a selfie, as well as their health declaration, in an effort to make sure no one has the virus. The company has lost millions in cancellations, rental, and staff costs over level three. They're jumping to get back to work, especially as many couples are in a rush.
3: Some couples may feel they absolutely have to get their photos now because a wedding is booked for September or October. So seeing as we have to get the photos done, we're doing comprehensive work to protect everybody and guarantee it for everyone.
2: This company has very strict standards for hygiene. They want to make the most of the easing of rules without becoming a site for the pandemic to spread.
0: Queen of badminton Dai Zing, is in Tokyo for the third Olympics. It has been five years since her last games, when she crashed out in the round
1: of 16. This time around, she's going into the tournament as world number one in women's singles. Speaking to the Badminton World Federation, she says she's shooting for a medal at what will be the last major tournament of her career.
2: The Queen of Badminton is in Tokyo for her third Olympics. Due to the pandemic, Dai had been training in Taiwan since her three back-to-back tournaments in Thailand at the start of the year. During this period, she adjusted her training to enhance adaptability on court.
3: I can actually put more emphasis on other off-court training. For instance, agility, high-intensity training, and we play other games such as beach soccer.
2: At the 2012 London Olympics, Dai was only 18 years old. She fell in the round of 16 in a matchup with Chinese ace Li Shuai. At the Rio Games in 2016, Dai crashed out again in the round of 16, losing to P. V. Sindhu. But since her showing at Rio, Dai has improved by leaps and bounds. Today, she's ranked world number one in women's singles, with more than 100,000 ranking points. She also holds the record for the most weeks at the top, beating at the 124-week record set by Lee, her old Olympic opponent. Now unrivaled in the world, Dai says her sights are set firmly on an Olympic medal.
1: I think the Olympics is
3: I think that the Olympic Games are a secret and very significant competition. That's why I really hope that I can win a medal. As for this Olympics, I feel that I've reached a satisfactory level in match performance.
2: Dai previously said she might retire following the Tokyo Olympics. Now that the postponed Olympics have finally arrived, she says her mind's not fully made up. I think the Olympics.
3: This Olympics will be my last major tournament before I hang up my racket. I have yet to decide if I will continue to play after the Olympics this year. I have not made a firm decision.
2: It's been five years since the last Olympics, and Dai has come a long way in her mental and technical game. She's hoping to make it to the podium of the world's highest sports
1: battlefield. The critically endangered Taiwanese salmon is one of Taiwan's unique species, and scientists are now celebrating its growing numbers, thanks to the work of conservationists.
0: Over four years, scientists and volunteers have released salmon into streams on he Huan Shan in an effort to increase their numbers, and studies show it's working.
4: Conservationists carry salmon fry on their backs in a hike over the mountains to reach the streams where they'll be released. At Huang Creek in various locations nearby, scientists and volunteers release the fry. They'll return periodically to monitor the population. In 2020, Xueba National Park conducted a survey of the wild Taiwanese salmon, finding the population at a record high.
1: Uh, Our survey discovered 12,587 fish. This number was produced by all our volunteers and scientists diving in the rivers and finding them one by one, so it's very precise. In 2017, Xueba
4: partnered with Turoko National Park to release 4,650 salmon into Huang Creek, making it the site of the second largest salmon population in Taiwan. Over 6,700 salmon
0: live in the Wang Creek.
1: In November 2017, we started working with Taroko National Park on the fish release in the Hehuanshan area. Last year's survey showed almost 5,000 at Huan Creek and almost 7,000 at Qijiawan Creek. So this is a very important release site and a successful location for us.
4: With little human disturbance or destruction, Huan Creek has proved to be a great home for Taiwanese salmon to thrive in. Scientists hope the endangered fish will even swim happier in the years to come.
0: Typhoon Infa is slowly approaching Taiwan at a speed of
1: 8 kilometers an hour. A sea warning was issued at 8.30 this evening, and a land warning could come as early as Thursday afternoon. The Central Weather Bureau says Infa has been drifting north, reducing the probability of a direct hit on Taiwan. But the slow-moving typhoon is expected to come close enough to bring strong winds and sustain heavy rain. The worst of the impact is expected on Friday and Saturday, with torrential rains forecast in northern mountainous regions.